This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Our hot pepper guy, Mike Jack. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Taz. Uh, Jim's here as well. Hey, Jim. Hey, buddy. <laughs> What's up? Good to talk to a TV star. Yeah, look at you, <laughs> Mr. Netflix over here. <laughs> so yesterday, Mike was on the show telling us that um, there's this new program on Netflix called We Are the Champions, narrated by Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute from The Office, and it's about kind of quirky competitions that happen all over the world. Mike is featured on the uh, the hot pepper eating episode because he is a Guinness World Record holder for eating ghost peppers. I did not know a lot about peppers before this. I watched the show yesterday, how intense it is and how crazy some of these peppers can get. The show was great, man. It was a great uh, 45 minutes of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, they did a, they did a great job putting it all together. It's neat, uh, it's neat seeing, like, you know, because it's so different when you see them filming and then what they actually, what you actually see in the end. It's uh, pretty awesome. My disappointment comes from the fact, Mike, that you were only on the show for about a minute and a half. Yeah. Did you feel like you were going to be featured more predominantly in the show? Um, I, I thought I'd maybe be in there a little bit more, but I knew that they, uh, they were following a few of the pepper eaters, like, um, you know, they went to their, their homes and everything and uh, filmed them there, and I wasn't a part of that. So I knew I wasn't going to be, like, the, you know, the, the main star of the show or anything. I was kind of hoping they would uh, they'd at least, like, say my name or say something about me. But, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, there wasn't. I was hoping for a nameplate or something right. that would come up or I something. Because like, they're doing, yeah. they went to, like, Ohio, where one of the people was from. They went to Australia, so we got to know another the the pepper-eating queen of Australia. They went to England to talk to this lady. I'm like, okay, here comes Canada. My wife was with me. I'm like, this. we had this guy on the air this morning. Watch this. They're going to go to Canada. <laughs> and it never happened. We, I think we have the clip. They did say your first name. This is, this, oh, yeah, yeah. This was your big moment on the show <laughs> when you were eating. Which pepper was this? Um... I'm not really sure which one it was. It, it, it was, was towards the end round of your eight, run. I think, yeah. Yeah. You made it to round eight, which is impressive. Anyways, this is a really hot pepper that Mike's just eaten. Keep the noise coming, guys. His nose is crying. His nose, His nose is crying. <laughs> okay, so there, there's your there's your moment of glory on this show. We are the champions. You, yeah, you had so much snot coming out of your nose. <laughs> and <laughs> That's then why they said his nose was crying. And then you threw up in a bucket, and yeah. and that was all we got, Mike. There you go. No, we got a little hairy back as well. Oh, oh yeah, you were shirtless. That. Is that yeah, normal they... during a hot pepper eating competition to take your shirt off? Yeah, uh, for for most people it's not normal, but uh, but for me it's it's kind of a thing that happens sometimes. Huh. Lose the like tarp. 
<laughs> I actually, uh, they didn't show all the rounds. I got, I got to round uh, eleven out of the thirteen. Oh, really? Oh, so, well, they made so it got, look like you, you didn't do as well as you actually did. Yeah, there was only, yeah, like the 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 four, like there was four people who were. I I got fifth out of, uh, I think there was twelve or thirteen people there. Did you beat and the then, guy with the uh, the braided uh, goatee? He went out. He went out around after I did, so oh, okay. he, he lasted a little bit longer. I was yeah, impressed to see how, like, these people, they make a living, basically, off of eating hot peppers on the internet. Well, it, uh, they kind of make it seem like they, they do. They get, uh, Most of them have other jobs and stuff. Like, you saw um, uh, Chili Sid in the show there. She's, like, a, a teacher they showed and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. She was a chemistry teacher. They all had kind of cool backstories. There was a, a transgender uh, woman from Australia who was the, the hot queen or the spicy queen, whatever her nickname yeah. was. So maybe you just need like let's let we we got to make up a backstory for you, you. Other than other than the colorful headband, you need a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, do it on so. stilts or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like going on America's Got Talent. The people who have the sad backstory, like I was wrongfully committed. Uh, a, for a crime I didn't, I was in jail for 20 years for a crime I didn't commit. That yeah. guy's going to do well in the competition. True. Spicy Sid, yeah. who got a lot of screen time, she was a recovering alcoholic, and that yeah, helped her sure. get on, on camera. Yeah. Yeah, she was, a, she was the real underdog of the competition. Well, that too, wasn't like, Sid, though. Wasn't that her name? No, that was Cindy, or? Oh, it was, um... Uh, Sid was a British lady. At, uh, Oh, uh, the the British lady. That's Chili Sid. Yeah, that's Chili Sid. Okay. And the recovering alcoholic, the lady who made it to the end, was uh, Cindy, right? Cindy or something like something that. Like yeah, it's, uh, uh, Bella. Uh, Bella. Heather, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Mike, congratulations on being on a Netflix show for a minute. Uh, yeah, it, it looked like it was a pretty remarkable experience, though, to go down to uh, uh, Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. and take part in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was August in South Carolina, so that's another reason I had to take the shirt off. So, my uh, how, my how little, much did the winner uh, get? Canadian body. Pardon, what's that? How much does the winner get? Uh, they got a uh, they got a thousand dollars. Holy, yeah, that's not worth it at all. Thinking, yeah. Just and, uh, and a trophy and just whatever. So you know, and, Mike, and we in the Netflix show. We got we got a. Um, if this is this is your consolation prize here, uh, we got a text message. It says, "Hi Taz and Jim, I'm Mike Jack's mother-in-law. He doesn't huh? like to brag about this, but he's done a number of pepper eating challenges in the past couple of years, and all of them have been fundraisers. He just received an award from the City of London. Huh? You were named an outstanding citizen by the City of London, Ontario. Yeah, I, I, I was actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, signed by like." Ed Holder and that and the the mayor the mayor yeah <laughs> that's cool though I always kind of wanted a, something like that a plaque on the wall you know, right. doing something for the community we've never received an honor like that Jim so don't bash it no you guys you guys should though I actually um to be honest like you guys kind of inspired me for my first uh my first fundraiser that I did I I heard your show um you did a show about uh the ALS uh, hot pepper eating in that yeah. yes that's right and then, uh, yeah, then, um, yeah, I was inspired by that. I, I did an ALS hot pepper challenge as well, where I ate uh, 30 uh, ghost peppers at the uh, London Brewing Co-op. Um, that was like a couple years ago now, I guess. That's crazy. And yeah, I've, I've done a few. Uh, I've done a few there since then, and yeah. 
Well, Mike, you're a great guy. You're our hot pepper guy. From now on, we have any questions about hot peppers, we're going to call you. And when we can have people back into the studio, uh, we got to do some sort of hot pepper eating thing with you, okay? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, hey, in the meantime, uh, people can uh, check me out on YouTube. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Go. Mike Jack eats heat on YouTube. Need some more uh, subscribers. If, uh, okay, we in. will uh, <laughs> we'll uh, share your YouTube channel on the Taz and Jim social media feeds. Okay. Awesome. Thanks a lot. All right. Hopefully, you can quit your day job at some point in the near future. Yeah, maybe one day. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> down on it, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Mike Jack, don't blink or you'll miss him on Netflix's <laughs> We Are the Champions. Uh, another good show on Netflix. Everybody seems to be watching. I, I see my social media feed just bombarded with people saying how great this show is. Queen's Gambit. Have you watched that one? Yeah, I've watched a few episodes. It's not bad. It's a, a show about a drug-addicted alcoholic chess lady. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing... Don't a... spoil it. My wife and I are only on episode two. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's a little overrated. It's good. I love chess. Uh, and I like it when they're, like, showing the moves and how to, you know, when they're getting kind of more into the chess stuff. Yeah. Uh, the drama's pretty good, but, yeah, it's not bad. But everybody's talking about how it's, like, the greatest the greatest show. The girl in it is very good. Though. The actress is excellent. Mm-hmm. I, um, I've been seeing the comment uh, from a lot of people that I know saying, I, I don't know anything about chess. And I still love the show. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish there was more chess. <laughs> Less. So you like the chess. I like it. I like. You're all about the chess. Yeah, when they're talking about like the different openings and stuff like that. Like, I'm into that. I, I think I'd enjoy the show. It could be exactly the same, except if it was about Connect Four. I think. I'd, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's more my level. She's just so gifted at Connect Four. This girl is amazing at tic-tac-toe. <laughs> she falls asleep at night and visualizes a tic-tac-toe board on the ceiling. Tic-tac-toe. It's a man's world, but she's coming to shake things up. Jim, you will uh, still dabble with a chessboard? Um, I played with my one friend when I was a kid, like grade seven, and then never played it again until this summer during COVID lockdowns. I picked it up. I think it's gaining popularity. I've heard a few people talk about it, and uh, I've been going wild. Like, I've played 3,000 games now, at least, online. Really? Chess.com, yeah. And you play other people, or you play on the computer? No, I play other people. Like, you get raided right off the bat, and, you know, they start you off at 1,200, which is like a rating. I went all the way down to 600 when I first started, and now I've worked my way back up to 1,200. Once you And you get, like, seven points for a win, five points for a loss, and once you make it to 1400 you're no longer considered an amateur so wow. that's what i'm aiming for in uh, but at January. this point you are an amateur still big time big time uh, which is your favorite one is it the horse <laughs> <laughs> i say the queen gotta love the queen the roy lopez opening taz i'm all about it 
Wow. It sounds like you know your stuff. We've got Daryl here. Daryl says, Jim, have you ever beaten anybody in three moves? It's pretty cool when you do. Um, I don't know. I think my quickest checkmate is eight on chess.com. So that's four, four of my moves and four of, or three of their, their moves or whatever. Four of their moves, four of my moves. Some people just seem to have that chess mind, eh? In what way? Well, they look at the board and they can like play it out. Oh yeah, yeah. There's people like super geniuses. I, I read a story about a guy in prison who didn't have anything, and he would play another prisoner in their heads, like so they, they, they didn't they, have a chessboard. They didn't have a chessboard. They didn't have a mock-up chessboard. They would just re- they would say like knight to b12. That's not knight to b8 or something like that. And then they would move in their heads there, and then the other prisoner they B12. would be able to b12. Are they getting vitamin shots? <laughs> <laughs> playing bingo it only goes to there's only 10 <laughs> slots um or 10 rows but uh yeah, yeah so yeah, like, you're not there yet you're no. not there yet <laughs> is that it is that the end of the story yeah that's but that's amazing it's, like you could remember impressive. all of those moves 40 moves in the past and just visualize it in your head yeah and yeah. Like Professor X and uh, Magneto, I think could probably do that. That's true. They did that. They love playing chess. It has at to the be end plastic pieces, though. Yeah, you don't want uh, don't want a metal piece flying yeah. through your skull. But no, I bought a book and everything, and then you like follow along and you move it. Yeah, good for to you. The letters and numbers. Because I'm always like this when I watch a show or a movie. I want to do whatever they're doing. Like I saw Days of Thunder. I wanted to be a NASCAR driver. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You see Apollo 13. Oh, maybe I should become an astronaut. <laughs> that easy. You watch Queen's Gambit. Nah, you should start playing chess. You guys may have uh, seen this story in the news a while back. On October 2nd of this year at 5.20 p.m., young woman named Cindy Devine was on her way to work in London, Ontario, driving into town from St. Thomas around Glanworth, um, a pickup truck that was heading south crossed the center line and hit Cindy's vehicle head on. The uh, guy driving the truck was impaired. People at the scene tried to get Cindy out of the vehicle. Uh, They tried as hard as they could, but they were pushed back when the vehicle caught fire. And Cindy passed away. She died that day. And her sister, Christine Rosan, is joining us. Hey, Christine. Hi, good morning. You guys have decided to do something. The family and friends of Cindy have done something to honor her legacy and to try and make sure that this doesn't happen again, or at least there's a chance that it doesn't happen again if somebody finds themselves in the same situation as your sister did, right? Exactly. Um, this was, this was um, Tony Bendel's sort of brainchild, and we're so grateful that he, he sort of came up with the idea and ran with it. And, and so the idea is that we want to make, we want to pass a law that all vehicles will need to have a fire extinguisher installed. It makes sense. Commercial vehicles currently need to have it. So, you know, tractor trailers, any commercial vehicles on the road, even boats, they all have a fire extinguisher. Why do cars not have one? Um, A friend of ours, Bob Reed, who is the front man of the band Bob Noxious, was one of the first on the scene, and he did what he could to try and help your sister Cindy get out of the vehicle. And, uh, you know, unfortunately... 
he wasn't able to help. And that's one of the first things he said when he, when he told us the story. Obviously, it was a very yeah. traumatic thing for him to witness. And he said, God, I just wish I had a fire extinguisher with me. And that's what he was saying last night. We, we actually spoke for the first time last night. He reached out. It was fantastic. I thanked him for being there for, you know, my sister at the end. And um, it, was, it was really nice to see, you know, those people rushing to help in. And I told him that it takes a very special kind of person to rush towards an accident and try and help. But I can't imagine his frustration when he's looking back at all the people that are watching and he's yelling for a fire extinguisher. And he said, in those few seconds when the fire had started, I could have put it out if any of the vehicles that had a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And nobody had one. Yeah, just the, the feeling of helplessness, right? Exactly. And we, that's what we want to stop. We don't want this to happen to anyone else. I mean, whenever we get into a vehicle, we don't know if we're ever going to make it home. But if we can spend 50 to $75 on a piece of equipment that can sit in our vehicle and can guarantee that should something happen, that person can come home that night, it seems like a no-brainer to me. And I know you've been in contact with fire officials Having mm-hmm. having a fire extinguisher in your vehicle, in your car, is completely safe. Uh, middle, middle of winter, there's not an issue with it freezing. It, it is something that is, you know, other than the inconvenience of having to buy one and put it in your vehicle, there's nothing to be concerned about having a fire extinguisher in your car. No, and they're really sort of low maintenance at this point in time. You can buy one, you can put it in your vehicle, you don't have to really maintain it. You just pick it up, you know, once a year, shake the powder loose um, every six years. Every six years is probably when you should get it replaced just to be on the safe side. But that's just an easy thing. You just take it to your fire hall and take it there and they, you know, they'll dispose of it for you. So, it, it's practical, it's easy, it's not very expensive to purchase. I mean, you know, our, our younger kids are going out and getting their driver's license. It should be, congratulations on your driver's license, here's a fire extinguisher for your vehicle now. Um, and we want our kids to be protected and, and yeah. anybody going forward. Yeah, you you buy the sa- the roadside safety kits for your kids to put into the trunk. Just buy a fire extinguisher as exactly. well. If you were in if you were in Cindy's situation, you bet you would hope that somebody had a fire extinguisher. If you're in Bob's situation, you know, like Bob, how much does Bob wish that he had the fire extinguisher? You know, I, but I it's just something that people never anybody. talk. Yeah, it, yeah, people never talk about it. Exactly. And, and and another thing that Bob said to us after um, after he he saw the uh, the crash was, how stupid is it that you have to have a fire extinguisher on a boat when you're surrounded by water? Water, <laughs> but in a vehicle in a car, and you hear about cars catching fire all the time. All the- Yep. You don't have to have a fire extinguisher. So you are encouraging people, you know, now do it on your own. If you can get a fire extinguisher, make sure it's the right model and you can find all the information on the Extinguishers for Cindy Facebook page as to what kind of extinguisher you want to have in the in the trunk of your vehicle. Yeah, it's a 2A10BC. That's what you're looking for. If a 2A10BC. If you need that information, it is there. And just go out and buy one or gift gift one to somebody. Exactly. Christmas is coming up. I mean, there's people that, you know, <laughs> on your shopping list, you don't know what to buy. They have everything. Buy them a fire extinguisher. Buy one for your neighbor. Buy one for the people down the street that, you know, have just bought a new vehicle. 
buy one for the parents who, you know, have a brand new baby that they've brought home. It, it's, it's a really good gift and it lets you know that you care about somebody and you have the potential to save someone's life with it. Here we go, $32. You can buy them, you know, they're not too expensive. $59 no. here, free delivery. It, you know, it's a total, totally reasonable thing to, to exactly. go pick up and put in your car. Yep. And one of those things you hope you're never going to have to use, but the one time you do need it, you're going to be real glad that you have it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So the idea at this point is we want to direct people to the Facebook page, Extinguishers for Cindy. We really want to have people like and share this page and promote awareness as much as possible. Um, There's some St. Thomas businesses that have really stepped up. They've donated either funds to purchase fire extinguishers or to, or they've donated fire extinguishers themselves. That's and great. The idea, and, and the idea is that uh, sometime in the next month or two, we'd like to host a Facebook Live event where at the fire hall, we're going to be giving out a bunch of these fire extinguishers. I think at this point, last time we talked to Tony, we had like almost 150 fire extinguishers plus because we just received a few more donations. Um, and we really want to get them in the vehicles for those, you know, especially during COVID, people can't afford them right now. We want everybody who wants to have one to have one in their vehicle. So, you know, please go to the Facebook page. We we really want to promote this. And, you know, we're using hashtag Cindy's Law. We'd really like to pass this as law. And the Facebook page, again, is, you know, Extinguishers for Cindy. Well, Christine, I know that uh, your family, uh, they have been listening to our show uh, for mm-hmm. years, and uh, Cindy's mother-in-law uh, sent us a uh, a message after the accident, and uh, I just want to offer our condolences to your family and commend you guys for taking your anger and your frustration and trying to direct it into something good so quickly after you've gone through something that uh, nobody ever wants to go through, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. And we have posted all the details for Extinguishers for Cindy on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, if it's easier for you to find it that way. And there is now another COVID-19 vaccine that apparently is testing very well. It's from a company called Moderna, and the Canadian government has already secured large quantities of this vaccine when it's ready to go. Hmm. You see the numbers are rising um, across the area, the Taz and Jim listening area all over Ontario. You see the COVID numbers going up. Now's the time to be more cautious than ever. Now that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, my big worry, Jim, you know what a hypochondriac I am. Mm-hmm. You know, just my luck, I'll get COVID-19 two days before the vaccine is available to the public. <laughs> Yeah, right? that would be the worst. Yeah, yeah, right. You're in the hospital. Oh, everyone else has a vaccine. It's over now. And you're looking out the window th- wondering if you're going to live or die. Yeah, yeah. It'd be terrible. One of the people responsible for this new vaccine, believe it or not, Dolly Parton. <laughs> she announced that she was donating a million dollars to coronavirus research back in April. And seven months later, Moderna has thanked her in the New England Journal of Medicine article about the vaccine for the contribution that she made, saying hmm. it went a long way to, to help with their research. Who'd have thought? Dolly Parton on the forefront of science. Uh, Tim Long 
our buddy Tim, he writes for The Simpsons. He's from London, Ontario originally. He's one of the writers on the uh, TV show The Simpsons. He tweeted out yesterday, Pfizer should hire Dolly Parton to sing Vaccine to the tune of Jolene. <laughs> <laughs> then everybody would take it. Jolene, 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 Jolene. That would fit in there, eh? <laughs> Perfectly. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. Oh, don't try to hit that. <laughs> this is positive, man. Yeah. It's not ready. It's going to be months before it is, but everybody wants this to be over. Whether whether or not you believe in it or not, just treat people with respect. Everyone wants it to be done. Uh, schools are becoming an issue. We're hearing more and more about outbreaks in schools. And Ontario students could get an extended winter break. They're talking now about uh, making Christmas holidays ho- a little bit longer. Hmm. Because it's usually two weeks, right? It's a pretty good chunk so, of yeah. time. What? Huh. Who is this helping? Like, well, so- <laughs> they think if the kids aren't together, but eventually they're going to be back together. Yeah. I don't know, but the education minister said he's talking to health officials looking into solutions that may include some period out of class at the beginning of January, but they haven't made a decision yet. They say that they will announce the plan in the next week or two to allow parents to prepare, but like, how are we going to prepare as parents? Yeah, that's a month to prepare. And you're going to have to find a week or two in January to put the kid, a place take to put vacation. the Take vacation. Yeah, yeah. Take holiday. If you can't take holiday, I guess you'll have to quit your job. Luckily, <laughs> January just started, so your your holiday just refreshed your holiday count. That's right. But, use, use up all your 2021 <laughs> vacation in the first couple weeks of January <laughs> to look after your kids. Yeah, that sucks. We've got some text messages here. Hey, guys. A lot of people's work holidays do not reset in January. People who work in factories have holidays all over the place. Where I work, you don't reset your holidays till March, so anyone who has already used their vacation time because of COVID-19, they're going to be screwed over. Hmm. Yeah, if they make an assumption that all parents will have uh, holidays to burn, then yeah, that's that's not fair. Steve says the same thing. A lot of I work at a factory. A lot of people here have no holidays left, and they won't have any in January. Here's a text, Taz and Jim. This is to give everyone a two-week isolation period after Christmas family get-togethers, not to keep the kids away. They know that they can't stop family gatherings. That actually kind of makes sense. But uh, what then? Why? <laughs> If you can't stop it, then you think you're going to stop it for the two weeks? <laughs> yeah, the really. The extra two weeks? They're not going to be gathering still and getting together with their friends? and Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're still going to be um, okay, probably okay, meeting people. Uh, so it turns out that uh, during the extra two weeks we gave you to quarantine, everyone was still gathering, so we're going to have to tack another two weeks on. <laughs> oh, geez, guess what? Uh, people were still getting together during those two weeks, so uh, another two weeks. Next thing you know, it's July. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We like to keep you up to date with what the scam artists are doing to try and trick you out of your money. And the Toronto Police Service just issued a public safety alert warning people about a taxi fraud scam hmm. that they've seen more and more of. This is how it works, Jim. 
A fake taxi parks in a high traffic area, and a fake customer gets out of the fake taxi. Okay. An argument ensues where the uh, fake taxi driver refuses to take cash. Because of COVID? Refuses to take cash, and the fake customer says, well, that's all I have. I only have cash. If only there was somebody with a credit card or a debit card around here that could pay, and I could give them cash, my problem would be solved. So they find someone on the street who's walking by that'll say, oh, here, I'll just use my debit card and I'll pay for your your taxi. And, well, the debit card's in there. They they take all your money. Would you do that? I mean, that's. I mean, it's kind of clever a scam. You know, it's it's very elaborate. But I don't know. Would you be a good Samaritan? Like, I don't know if I would. You know, it seems so sketchy. In a perfect world, Jim, I would do it. But I'm skeptical about helping anybody in a situation like that because you always think, okay, what's the angle here? And you have to. Because otherwise, you, you're going to be preyed upon. You're going to be a victim. Yeah, yeah. You just can't trust people. Wow, that's dirty. Yeah. So they will take the bank card from the Good Samaritan, put it in the thing, and then they will swap it out with a fake bank card. Okay. Oh, so they just have like a CIBC one? That, right. Why would you yeah, look okay, at the name look, on the back? Look, it's TD. I'll give yeah. them a fake TD card. And the person will put it back in their wallet, walk away. Meanwhile, they still got your debit card, and they just go to town. Because, oh, yeah, now they've got your, your your pin, your debit card. They could really screw you over big time. Because I was thinking maybe they just charge like 100 bucks to the initial fare instead to, to scam you, but they could totally No, they take you because they have your pin number that's yeah. been entered in there, and they have your card now, and they just go and they clean you out. Oh, my God, man. Uber Creative. <laughs> Creative. Well, it's not, you're not even a customer. You're just walking by. True. Trying to be uh, assistance of assistance to this loud argument that's going on on the street, put an end to it. Hmm. Never help anybody. (laughs) That's the lesson learned here. You're on your own, everybody. That's a lesson to walk away from here and do walk away if you see somebody arguing with a cab driver who won't take cash. Most of them will take cash. Most of them prefer cash. Yeah, you'd think so. (laughs) Under the table, hello. What's the current Lotto Max jackpot, Jim? 43 million bucks. This would be cool to do if you won that kind of money. Um, Rumor has been circulating for years that George Clooney once threw a party for 14 of his friends, his lifelong friends, and he gave them each a suitcase. Said, okay, guys, on the count of three, open up the suitcases when they did, a million dollars cash in each one. Oh my God! Small, untraceable bills. That was that was a rumor for a while, but now it is fact because Clooney just did an interview with GQ magazine. Says that um, it's true. He did this. When asked how he did it, he said, "Well, I did some research. Found out there's an undisclosed location in downtown LA that has giant pallets of cash." Wow. Walter White, uh, a.k.a. Heisenberg, 
help me get just kidding <laughs> it was <laughs> like, a storage was, locker what is, it was underneath a laundromat <laughs> well, where do you find this undisclosed location with pallets of cash hmm the m- mafia he rented an old beat up van that said florist on it drove to the place got in a freight elevator with the van went down to the vault loaded it up with cash he only told his assistant and a couple of his security guys they were pooping their pants because of this plan, super nervous that something was going to go wrong. But they safely got the money back to uh, Clooney's place, and uh, his friends each got a million dollars. They all said that Clooney took care of the taxes beforehand, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. in the States, the, the rules for paying tax are a lot more strict than they are in Canada when it comes to winning money gifting stuff like that yeah but uh uh each of his buddies got a suitcase full of a million dollars that would be the only reason you would give somebody in cash is to avoid taxes right because that's like imagine having a million dollars in your house like what would you do with i guess you'd buy a safe with some of the money but i'd be terrified yeah You'd need to put it in the bank. But then then it's is it become traceable and then the government can, you know, audit it or something? I don't know. Apparently Clooney took care of it. <laughs> yeah, right. If he if he knows where the uh the underground vault full of pallets of cash is in Los Angeles, he probably knows, you know, somebody who can uh a tax accountant that can fudge some numbers here right. and there. Yeah. Or above board take Maybe. care of the problem. Huh. Says that a suitcase full of a million dollars not as heavy as you'd think it would be. <laughs> yeah, it's just paper. I'd like to find out. It'd be like your backpack at school. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. You just need one of your friends to become super rich and famous. Yeah, that's it, huh? We know we know a guy who had something similar happen to him. True. You know the guy we're talk- yeah, I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, This is a road trip story we heard. Yeah, one of our friends uh, worked for a company, and the owner sold the company and had a bunch of people over to his house, gave everyone an envelope, said, everyone go in a different room and open the envelope. And in the envelope was a large sum of money. It wasn't quite a million dollars, I don't think. No. But it was definitely a life-changing amount of cash yeah it was plenty <laughs> right and i asked can i be friends with this guy yeah. <laughs> or can i be friends with you <laughs> yeah. are you gonna pay it forward at some point <laughs> hasn't happened with any of my buddies yet no i got a couple hoodies that they left at my place <laughs> pretty sweet maybe a beer or yeah. a pound of chicken wings here or there but <laughs> Not a million bucks yet. Jim, this is kind of awkward. We forgot our anniversary. Our our anniversary? Our anniversary was yesterday. What do you mean? Our anniversary with COVID-19. Oh, my God. It has been one year. Can you believe it's been one year already since the first case of coronavirus was diagnosed? These flus grow up so fast. 55-year-old guy in Wuhan, China. First known case, November 17th, 2019. Hmm. And here we are. We're still in the midst of it. Flattening the curve. Promising uh, news, though, with the the vaccines that they're developing. So fingers crossed, knock on wood, that that is going to make the difference and we can get back to normal sooner than later. Here's a COVID-19 faux pas. This is from TMZ. There's a grocery store chain called Giant Food in in the U.S. And this... (laughs) 
grocery store chain put out an ad for American Thanksgiving, which is coming out next week. Mm-hmm. It was. It looks delicious. There's a table and on it, you got a shrimp cocktail, fruit tart, a cheese board, a little charcuterie action. And the text says, plan a super spread. Oh, no. <laughs> hosting, Why? hosting, plan a super spread. <laughs> Be a super spreader. They, uh, I can't tell if they did it as like a marketing tool, like a joke, or if they just have never heard that phrase before related to COVID. Because come on. They knew what they were doing. You Are think you so? Kidding me? It's like they're begging for terrible online publicity, though. Well, Giant Food says, in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> well, in hindsight, the cho- choice of words was a poor one. Giant had no intentions of insensitivity. Hmm. Just put on your super spread for Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.